Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We're Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And that lifelong love part, we're going to be focusing in on today with some very, very special guests here in the studio. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're able to see us right now, you can see that we've got company with us. Yay! Two of my favorite people. (laughs) Jazz hands. We're going to tell you who these amazing people are in just a second. But before we dive in, my love, why don't you... Uh, share a, a review. We thank you guys for leaving reviews on yes. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening or watching. Those reviews mean a lot to us and they help other people discover the podcast. So we like to, to share them here. We do. And so today's review is from Peterson Fam in Germany. So I have to share, share one from talk. Germany. It might All be right. our first one, but thankfully they wrote it in English. And they entitled it, My Favorites, Five Stars, Thank You. And they said, we attended the EXO conference in Colorado Springs, and there were my favorite speakers. Now that I can't stop listening. Uh, now, I cannot stop listening to them across all their platforms. I love their relationship advice and the way they love and respect one another. Well, oh, thank you all thank so much. You. And thank you for coming to our EXO conferences. Um, and thank you so much for leaving this review. If you have not yet left a review, please do so. It's the best way to let people know about this podcast. And also, a little side note, if you want to join us at one of our EXO conferences, go to exomarriage.com and you'll see everywhere we're going. Well, without further ado, we are going to be interviewing my parents, yes, Bill and Mary my McCray. in-laws, yes. Bill and Mary, they are extraordinary, fun, amazing people, and, and we're going to have so much fun today. We are. So, well, let's... Let's I, dive I'm so in. I'm I know. I'm so excited. I just can't wait. So let's dive into <laughs> today's episode. Well, I am so excited to have two of my favorite people in the whole world here on the podcast today. And that is my parents, Bill and Mary McRae. And they are so much fun. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And, you know, when we talked about doing this, uh, I, I called my mom and I was like, Mom, we want to have you guys on the podcast. And and she's like, well, what are we going to talk about? And and Dave and I were like, well, my goodness, you've been married 41 years, which is such a an amazing thing. I mean, not a lot of people can say that these days. And so we just want to talk about how you can stay married 41 years and um, kind of your best <laughs> advice. Yeah, so, yeah. And we're thrilled that you guys are here. Like, this is surreal for me. Like, we're here and Bill and Mary are here. And this is, we, you know. This is just this is fun. Like it's just it's just fun that you guys are here, and we we love you. And thanks for being here. And so rewind the clock a little bit and tell us, like, when you were first getting to know each other, um, what first drew you to to the other? Like, what's something that you noticed in the other in each other that said, you know what, I'd like to 
I'd like to get to know him or get to know her a little bit better. What <laughs> what was it like back then? What do you well, think, Bill? Uh, for Bill starters, for starters, well, <laughs> um, I was dating Mary's roommate. And I was engaged to another guy. And she was engaged to another guy. <laughs> so um, uh, I was broken up with my girlfriend, her roommate, and uh, her uh, fiance moved out of state for a new job. Mm-hmm. And, job. and I like Mary. And, uh, so we did some stuff together. Actually, when we were dating, we, I think we went on double dates together a couple of times. We did. Bill owned a um, house. So we would go over there. Yeah. And he said he was waiting for all the things to fall. But anyway, uh, <laughs> there was something yeah, about Mary that appealed to me and I knew that, you know, I'm going to, you know, move it on her. And, and well, you knew the guy was a jerk. If I remember, yeah, I yes, was he was a cheater. You yes. knew the guy that she was with was a jerk, and eventually he was going to show his cards, and and she was going to realize he was a jerk, and he was going to be out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And so you were content to be a friend, you know, until mm-hmm. until that happened. And then when it did, and the dust settled, you were there to be well, like Bill hmm. and I would go on friendship dates during the week when Mike wasn't there, and then he he would come home on weekends. And then Bill started calling me on weekends. Of course, I'm for like, her, it was friendship. Yeah. You know, I had a different <laughs> idea. You've always said. Yeah. You no, want he, to be your friend. Yeah. Well, he wanted to be your friend and <laughs> and more down the road. So he was, well, you two are such a great match. And one thing I love about the two of you is the way that you, you partner together. Like, you know, you guys do so much together, you know, whether it's fixing, fixing houses or, you know, you're just, you complement each other's strengths. And I think that that's like, you know, so many couples, it's like they, they're, they're, they're away from each other, you know, all the, all the time, you know, it's like they they go out of their way to just not do things together. But, you know, you you guys, you, you, you seek out opportunities to partner together and play to each other's strengths because with the houses in particular, you know, Mary's a gifted designer, decorator, Bill can fix and build anything. He can do it all. Poor Ashley. She thought all men were like that. So when we got married, (laughs) she was convinced I was going to be able to do all the stuff her dad can do. There's no man on earth. Like it's, it takes like 10 guys to do what, what Bill can do. And I can't do any of that. So like she's You've the handy lot, one. Though. I've learned a little, but You've learned a lot. But yeah. but uh you know, I don't have that skill set. But when you two get together just between the two of you, you can build a whole house and you can, you know, make it beautiful and but um you know, talk about what you've learned over the years just by that aspect of partnership. I mean, marriage itself is of course a partnership, but you guys have taken it a step further and you've like partnered in a lot of different endeavors and a lot of different work and What's that look like? I think when you're married, as long as Bill and I have, you have to, you know, keep dreaming. You have to keep the dream alive. Yeah, that's good. You have to keep searching for things you enjoy together. And and we love flipping houses, redoing houses, Airbnbs. I'm a realtor. And he helps me with that, too. You know, those signs can't get in the ground by themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Hang with her at open houses. Yeah. Just keep her safe. We just kind of do everything together. We just like it. You know, it is funny, though. I was thinking about something. We were out somewhere, and it was a parent of one of our kids' friends, and she made a comment. She said, you're always together. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you know who I'm talking about? I can't, you know, whoever she was. but I don't remember. Uh, which, which was 
to, to me was a compliment. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. proud to say that we are always together yeah. and have common interests and, yeah. and, you know, strong bond. But we have totally different personalities. You all very, know that. Yeah. They we know do. that. Mm-hmm. Bill's very reserved. I'm very Not. outgoing. <laughs> but, but, but I love it because you bring out each other's strengths right. without trying to change the yeah. other. You know, you compliment yeah. each other so well. and But he's such a good person. Yes. You know what I mean? He has the heart. And that's well, you what have I a good heart too, Mom. Well, yes. thank you. But that's what I noticed most. You were saying what drew me to Bill. Mm-hmm. Well, I had an MGB, and Bill went out to the parking lot, and he goes, Which "Well, is a car, guys." Oh, I'm sorry. It's a little sports car. Little sports car. <laughs> and his little ex girlfriend had one too. Mine was newer, but but somebody broke into mine. Ripped, you know, cut the the top. top. Yes, yeah. stole my stuff, and I'm like, "What am I going to do?" Because when I was single. I lived on maybe $3. If I didn't date, you didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> so he went and got uh, stuff and fixed it all for me and put it Which a new he still radio. does till this day. I know. We were just talking, guys, like my parents own Airbnbs. And then, of course, they have their own home. And in one week, they had an air conditioner go out, a washing machine go out. And both of these things were like 20 plus years old. And yes, my dad. never throw anything Because away. they don't. I was going to say my dad. He's so good at just figuring out how stuff works. Like that's how your brain works, dad. And it's so cool. And we have a couple of our kids who are like that. And we yes, just, they it did makes not get me that smile. Me. I love it. Um, but uh, dad, of course, is fixing it, you know, and, and 20 that's year thing. old front loaders and I'm ready to get a new. And he's like, Mary, the motor on this is only $20. We're going to fix it. Which I said, so I'm awesome. still getting a new washer and dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting it. So you got to work it out, right? I know. And you know, know. speaking of financial stuff, I want to say this, like I've watched my parents, you know, we've always had more than we needed, but I know that you guys just in what you've told me have gone through lean times. Oh my goodness. And, um, my mom, you know, actually was a stay at home mom for many years, but I always, and Dave said this before too, she was really the Proverbs 31 woman though, because when, when we needed extra money and my, my dad has owned his business for many, many years and he does very well with that. But if they ever needed something extra, because my sister and I, did expensive yes. activities like dance yeah. and mm-hmm. competitive dance and competitive cheerleading. And that involves Two travel. Cheerleading and, teams. Yeah. So we had, that's why they needed the extra money. And I know that my mom, she would just come up with stuff to do. And my dad would support her in that or together they would come up with I had with a hair something. bow business where yeah. I would sell like 350 hair bows to a closed community at a dance thing where there's like yeah. 2000 kids. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, yeah. And she yeah. would always kick in with <laughs> ideas to make money. So like at rehearsals, we set up a, a thing to sell hot dogs and candy. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> you just I mean, anything, anything to make an extra dollar. Daddy videoed funny. the things and we sold videos. Yeah. To also, this I, would video the, I would video the, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I would video the uh, We were allowed to do it. Yeah. Right, of course. And then <laughs> yeah. sell videos to the parents. Yeah. This is before anybody had cell phone videos no. and all that right. stuff. Now, well, so was you had, this, was like, this was like the, the big old sh- on the shoulder camera. Yes. Yeah. And and you had the the understanding with your electronics background of how to like mass produce tapes and edit and, and yes. do all that. It, it was a skill set people didn't have. But you two's hard work and resourcefulness um, is really something to to learn from. You know, I think especially, you know, one thing I think with with more recent generations, even our own kids, you know, it's like the the minute that they face hardship as a generation, it seems like there's this tendency to say like, oh, well, that's not for me or I'm just not going to go any farther because yeah. that's hard. But with with you guys, it's like whenever you did face a hardship, it's like 
you just found a way. It's like, well, this isn't a dead end. This right. is a challenge we're going to figure out and, and we're going to, we're going to get through it. And, and you, and you always did. And I think that that resilience and resourcefulness is something that, um, that, you know, we well, certainly learn us. from. Yeah. It, we, you know, and I know your family's taught you the same thing because they've done a lot of the same thing and we're hoping to interview them very soon too. But I know with mom and dad, um, as a kid being in a house where you just, that's what you did. You figured it out. You all really challenged me on that. And there's been times throughout our 20 year marriage that we've had to be, you know, scrappy. And I think it's good. I mean, you got to have oh, scrappiness yeah. sometimes. You and depend on yourselves. Right. Well, you have to know that you can do things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like, you know, I mean, it's, you, you got to get through it. And, you know, what would you say, they've been married 41 years. What would you say are some things that you've learned about each other? Like throughout, I mean, I know there's a ton of stuff, but like that you've really learned um, or about marriage in general, in marriage you know, general, for those listening, right. they're like, yeah. well, I want to. We've got great friends that are also married yeah. and um, they can both attest to sure. You're in love when you get married, mm-hmm. but after you've been married 40 years, you really are in love. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a different kind of love. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, love grows in, in different ways and you just become more bonded. Yeah. Um, it may, it may start as a visual physical thing in the beginning, but it becomes a, like you said, like a partnership type thing. And mm-hmm. it's a deeper love, a richer, a, yes. love, richer yeah. a friendship, uh, more thing. meaning, yeah. more experiences together, more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you raise children, right. My goodness. I mean, that oh, the was, children certainly make that it was hard. very fun. It yeah. was what? No, but I know it's hard too. It's it's hard, but it's so we fun. weren't always easy. It's fun. <laughs> yes, you were. You really were, and you were very fun. Oh, well, that's I loved sweet. It. Well, mom and dad were always very involved parents. Like I, and that's something that Dave and I really hold dear, and really, even though we travel for work, as many of our listeners and viewers know, we really try to be at all the events because you know that's we grew up with parents like that, and we yeah. want to be at it. Yeah. We want to be there. And I know for me as a, as a kid, it meant the world to me. And I know that's not easy. Now that I'm a parent, that is not always easy. I mean, cause especially when you have multiple kids mm-hmm. and you have all these activities, but you know, it's, I, I feel like too, though, through that, I mean, cause we were busy kids. Yes, you were. How did y'all make time for each other? I mean, cause I know we were like crazy busy when I, when I, I'm not exaggerating, am I? I mean, we had something almost every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, more than one. I thing. mean, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. How did y'all do that? Like how did Just you? Just try to plan it we'd be sitting in the den watching tv and you would get out of bed and mm-hmm. sneak she into was very little the, <laughs> the living room and be peering through the door laying in the floor and, and we could, could see the reflection of me doing yes right? in, yeah. the <laughs> fireplace in the fireplace screen the glass <laughs> in the so fireplace. we would just <laughs> we've had kids do that too yeah but just having that time together at night i think making it a priority yes because i hear you know we hear from so many couples where they ask that question they're like how do you because we want our kids to have things they're involved in, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. we don't want to do it. We at would the always go to Lowe's oh, every gosh. Saturday. Yes. Not really. We would tell the girls <laughs> we were going to Lowe's and we would go out to lunch. <laughs> because if we said we were going out to lunch, you would say, I'm going to. Yes. <laughs> and, you, but they and but we hated Lowe's like back then. <laughs> they yes, did. you did. We now like, you know. now they love it. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale 
College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. But, you know, something happened in our house that was so sweet this week is is Ashley was talking about sweet memories from growing up. And and she said, oh, yeah. she's like, let's watch we a movie. Watching, yeah. Let's watch a movie that reminds me of growing up. And she said, let's watch Supergirl. She said, because I used to like watch 1980s this. Supergirl. And then I would make dad hold me up like Supergirl yeah, and, fly, and fly me all around <laughs> the house. And it was this really sweet memory she was sharing. And then and then we sat down with our younger kids. And we watched Supergirl and, and Chatham, our six-year-old, his eyes were just so wide watching it. And, and she was telling stories the whole time about when she was that same age. Mm-hmm. And it was this precious like moment of, of like bonding and building on that rich heritage. And then uh, and then I got to, you know, pick up Chatham and like fly him around, you know, yeah. and, and it was um, it was just a really sweet moment that was rooted back in, yeah. in some of those precious memories from you know, from growing up. Yeah, it was because that movies, you know, it, it's something in our family that everyone likes, you know, like yeah. all of our kids enjoy movies. And that was the same in our family. Okay, but you all have to remember that we didn't just turn on Netflix. We had to go to a video store mm-hmm. and everybody no. got to go in. It was a family affair. Tell we, the young we, people what a video store is, because that's where you go listeners. select your uh VHS, VHS yes. movie, <laughs> and then you select popcorn. But we wouldn't buy it at there because it was too expensive. Yeah. Yes. So we would go and pop our own and, you know, do all that. And you'd have your little friends spend the night. And they always rented the same movies. What were they, Ashley? Yeah. Well, which season of childhood? Well, it something in the attic. What was that movie? Oh, my gosh. You guys. Oh, the Secrets in the Children Attic. Children in the Attic. Ch- no. It was Children in the Attic, right? It sounds it like Secrets a Dateline special. Attic. This, no, this is all. What, this is a disturbing always, movie. Like, always this is before it. they did the ratings. You know, you didn't, you didn't know if it was PG. I mean, I saw The Graduate in fourth grade. Mother thought, oh, 
And Dustin Hoffman graduating from high school. This ought to be great. It's pretty racy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was the first time I ever saw body parts. And I'm like in fourth grade going, whoa. Somebody, yeah, the, the rating system was a little more vague back then. So Even now in the 80s, it. it was. Even in the 80s. Well, PG movies from the 80s, like, there if you are. go back and watch them, movies that I remember watching as a kid, like, Deuce oh, it's Bigelow. PGs. It's not a no, big that's deal. that's not the 80s. And then the I'll go back and, and like, start watching a PG movie with my kids from the 80s. And I'm like, how in the world did, was I allowed to watch this? You know, know. Like PG meant a different thing. Yes, back then. I'll, I'll never forget. We love um, the what Michael J. Fox movies. I'm try, drawing a blank. Back to the future. Back oh, to the future. So we start. We're like, we got to introduce this to our kids. And I want to say, our our two, you know, eldest kids who are now in high school, they were what like 10 and 8 at the time yeah. and we're like they're ready for this so we were going strategically through it <laughs> there's a little like a little bit of language and we would kind of like know when that was coming well then we get to was it the second one I'm trying to think and there's a hot tub scene yeah there's some racist like, stuff in these what uh, like we, we literally know, are like I didn't, I didn't you know, pick up on it as a kid through this. it was like <laughs> really you know they don't actually remember, show that's anything that's my job but, I'm yeah. the one that introduces the children to all she, the <laughs> movies. Right. That's why they want to go stay with Nana. Thank you. Nana's. She, yeah. uh, she, like, not really bad. No, no, I know. They, they would be a little bit of like Deuce Bigelow. I thought every boy needs People to see Deuce are Bigelow, like, male she gigolo. showed Deuce Bigelow? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Our producers are laughing like, oh, goodness. So if you're not sure what that is, don't Google it. Don't Google um, it. Oh, it's hilarious. You know, it, it, you and know, it does have. <laughs> It does have some relevance. Redeeming qualities. Yes. I guess. You know, we did have a lot of questions after that movie. And I was like, Mom, I wish you had called me. And yeah, yeah. No, no, Cooper always wants to be. No, my 10-year-old called and said, Dad, what's a gigolo? And that started that started a fun conversation. Um, that I, I, but, it, it was, it was, but we digress. We digress. All you right. know, so, oh, good, good times. You yeah. know, we. Go ahead. What were we going to say? I forget what I was going to say. I was I was just thinking back. So many memories. I know. Memories. I will say this um, on a different note. I'm wearing, if you're not watching YouTube, you can't see this, this little like sweater thing that's so nice and so comfortable because when I look through my closet, nearly everything I own, either my mom or Mary or Ashley got me. I don't think I have one article of clothing that isn't from one of one of you three. And so looking at what I have today, like, Every bit yes. of this is, is from the two of you. I got you the shirt. Mom you got me the shirt. The, you got me the sweater. Your mom and so, probably got the jeans. I'm just. <laughs> What's so wonderful about buying my son-in-laws, Joe too, they love everything you get them. They jerk the tag off and stick it right on. What do you think? <laughs> no, we're grateful. I'm like, all right. It's, it's And mom it always, she she loves it. And let me just say this about my mom, and then I have a more important question um, than this. But my mom and your mom, I have to say, are like, Literally professional Goodwill shoppers oh, and consignment it. store shoppers. It gives her like a high. I don't going smoke, to Goodwill. But when you get a good hit at Goodwill, it's like, <laughs> oh, I need a cigarette. But I don't smoke. But I love it. I just, I just got a twelve hundred dollar comforter set for how much? Current. Well, probably ten dollars. I mean, she loves it. I oh. mean, that's it is it is amazing. I I love. I love listening to when you and my mom I are on a high from mother. like shopping together. I mean, we truly love each it's, other. She is fabulous. I mean, when we fly down, when Ashley and Dave, we'd come to Dallas, 
we wouldn't even know when we left and when we arrived because we were chattering the whole time. No, they, wow, they have yeah. a great time. We love Which shopping. Really love a big it. blessing to Dave and I. Like, oh, we such a really blessing. love that. We do. Well, what's your question? You had a good one. Yeah. So this is a more serious question, but you know, every marriage in every season goes through hard times. And I know, and then I don't know the details of that because I'm your kid, but like, what, what would you say really would get you through those hard times? Like, would would make you dig deep whenever any kind of hard you time mean health in your marriage. Times? Well, anything. Yeah, health, 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 yeah tell your, us about talk your about health Because I've seen now, that I know about. But. This past year, I had four hospitalizations, two surgeries, and a broken foot. Mm-hmm. And the broken foot was non-weight bearing for eight weeks. And since I had had both knees replaced, yeah, I'm falling apart. <laughs> um, I couldn't use one of the little scooters to get mm-hmm. around because yeah. you couldn't bear weight on your knee. So I was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You all have the most empathy for anyone that has struggles getting around. Yeah. I couldn't have done anything without daddy. Yeah. I mean. Well, you, you should learn what handicapped people go through. Oh my goodness. You just you have a, a whole new Open respect. the door for them. If yes. they're in a, please do. I mean, it is, it's trying. And plus your mental state. Right. Yeah. You're confined, you know, with COVID and then all this stuff. It wasn't well, fun. Let me ask you this. Cause I know dad, it, when the, the knee replacement happened, prior to COVID, like probably four, four years. years ago. Yeah, four years. Um, but I know that there's things like bathing and helping to the bathroom and those things oh, that Ashley. are hard for both of you. I mean, that because that's a whole new level of marriage. You mm-hmm. know, how did you navigate that? I mean, it, it, it's a learn as you go thing. And um, <laughs> it's, it's it, just it becomes very intimate modesty, and personal. Modesty's gone. Yeah, yeah modesty's yeah. gone. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the things daddy had to do, which I won't. Right. Disclose was right. But serving each other, care, you know, carrying each other's burdens, as the Bible would call it. um, Mm. That is it's it's a privilege. And and watching the way that you two have done that for each other in different ways. It really is. uh, It's it's I know it's not fun, I'm sure. But uh, coming out the other side, it, it bonds you even closer. And it's something beautiful to see. And and I hope that, you know, when we come to those kind of challenges, you know, in our, our health someday or whatever that looks like, that we'll, we'll follow the example that you guys have set in the way yeah. that we serve okay. each other through that. Yeah. Um, so, well, let's, let's, uh, let's kind of transition here. Cause I'd love to get you guys input on whatever today's question is. Which again, we, none of so, us know, so again, we've not like, even seen we it. We end every episode with a, a question from a listener. And thank you guys to those who send in questions at nakedmarriagepodcast.com. Um, and uh, we haven't seen this, so we're just going to read it and then talk about it for a bit as we wrap up. Ooh, so yes. my husband is ready for kids, but I'm not there yet. He's so patient and wonderful and would never push me into anything. I love him so much and want to have a family with him someday, but I have a lot of fear about being pregnant, hopefully delivering a healthy baby and trying to be a good mom. Are there ways to prepare my heart and mind and maybe even my body to be a good parent before it happens? How do I talk about this with my husband? So mm. thank you. Great question. I think um, most couples, you know, in one way or another, have to kind of wrestle through some version of this question of when do we have kids? And maybe one spouse is more eager than the other or one's more reluctant. And, you know, especially when you have kind of very kind of specific concern about mm. I, 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 I'm afraid I'm not ready. I'm afraid I'm not going to be a good mom. I'm afraid about how my body might respond and 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 all of those kind of very natural concerns, but then at the same time, we don't want to live in fear because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a leap of faith that's always worth taking um, to, to start a family. But, uh, 
you know, there, this, there's a lot to this. And yeah. so I just love, love to hear what you all have to say about, right. about it. Well, and I, I would love to hear what mom and dad have to say, because, you know, one of her, you know, anxieties, for lack of a better word, that she might be having, and that I think a lot of women have but don't voice, is the fear of, will I be able to carry this baby to term? Mm-hmm. Am I going to have a miscarriage? Because one in four mm-hmm. women have a miscarriage. And I've never actually experienced that, but my mom has. Mm-hmm. And I know that you had you you had me, mm-hmm. then you were pregnant and you lost that baby. Mm-hmm. And then you had my sister. Mm-hmm. And I bet there was a lot of anxiety before you got pregnant with Morgan. So what would you say to someone who's who's going through that? I wouldn't get pregnant with fear. Right. I would look at pregnancy as a blessing. Absolutely. And the whole time, I mean, I couldn't wait to get married. I wanted five kids, a station wagon and two dogs. (laughs) Daddy says it was a mistake, but I, he threw out all my maternity clothes after Morgan. He was just ready to be done. <laughs> he, well. he, he said, too, is all we can handle. No, so ch- I just keep children. getting dogs. No. <laughs> I have three. Children are a, a blessing. And when we were first mar- married, Mary, your mom said she wanted five kids in the wagon. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I'm thinking, um, that'll change once we have a couple of kids. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. I still wanted them. But, uh, no, we, you know. I mean, but now two, you got five grandkids, two, two wonderful daughters, five grandkids. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. But like, I'm sure you guys talked through that because you were on different pages. You know, dad, we talked through it before we got married. Right. Which Do you is know what I mean? Yeah. I never, I mean, I'm pretty open. Everybody knew I wanted children. I but timing wait. wise, you all got pregnant pretty quickly after you married. Were you both on the same page about that? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like to this couple, cause I, I know that I think you were more eager to get pregnant once after we were married than I was because I can kind of relate to this. Yeah, comment. this is a little bit it's of very our, much our, our story. I was I knew I wanted children, but yeah. you were like, let's go. And and Dave, too, I think that you're more you are more of the risk taker than me anyway. Not that I, I'm not not like, oh, this is like a risk. Let's roll the dice. But I mean, there is, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen in your pregnancy. Well, stepping into the unknown. Yes, and that's e- a better way of wording and, and it. And life is full of moments where we have to step into the unknown. And, and maybe the biggest transition of stepping into the unknown is going from not being a parent to the moment you become a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, it's a bigger transition than the transition of getting married in the first place. Because yeah. now the two of you together are, you know, you've you've made this little person and mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're responsible for them and your life is forever changed in, in many, many good ways, but really in, in every way imaginable, life is, is different. Um, and it's a rich blessing. And, and I'm so, so thankful for our kids. They are indeed a blessing. Um, but yeah, I, she might be going through, everybody brings into a marriage or into a relationship baggage from mm-hmm. how they were raised. Yeah. Maybe she didn't have the best childhood. Maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe her parents, you know, were divorced or separated or. Right. I don't know. You know, so her, his reflection is different than hers. Right. And so they just have to kind of lean on. She needs to share with him. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell Bill yeah. all the time, I'm afraid. Don't leave me. Yeah. yeah. Like when I had my knees done, yeah. I said they were wanting him to go. And I'm like, I need you. Like in the hospital. I need yeah, you. It's don't like, leave me. And yeah. maybe that's what she's scared of is like, maybe he'll, you know, maybe I'm going to repeat some of the scars of my past, right. you know, or maybe he won't want me anymore because she said her body. And I think a lot of women do not voice this, but they don't know how their body's going to respond to pregnancy and then to postpartum. 
Yeah. And they're worried about those changes. That I mean, and it was, my sister went through that mm -hmm. and it really, um, gosh, she ended up getting Bell's palsy too in her pregnancy mm -hmm. at the end, at the after end, she delivered, which that brought on so much anxiety. And so maybe she's heard stories like that. I mean, thankfully my sister's doing great. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it's, um, there is a lot of stuff. So yeah, I, I agree with my mom and what Davis said, you got to talk about it. And I know guys, we, we just say that all the time in this podcast, but that's the key to a great marriage yeah. sure is, is communication. I mean, a lot of issues that come up in marriage have to do with us not being willing to get vulnerable and to be honest about it. And I would even say too, I mean, we need to pray about these things. You know, I, I don't, I, with mom saying, don't get pregnant in fear. I mean, sometimes pregnancy happens and, and we weren't necessarily planning on it. And that's still a blessing, but there's maybe some fear because it is the unknown. Um, and so you have to walk kind of that, that way together. But if you are trying to plan and, um, and, and, you know, you're kind of trying to figure out when do we have this baby when, you know, I would just say, really pray about it. And I think God's going to bring you to the same conclusion. It, it's, it's kind of uncanny how he does that. He gives peace to the couple. Yeah. And um, it yeah. might be that he gives you peace to have a child sooner rather than later. Or it might be that he, you know, he kind of makes your husband realize, like, I need to really support my wife and her trying to process these things before the pregnancy. But I want to say this too. You can't possibly know all there is to pregnancy and childbirth and raising children. None of us do. We don't That's know right. how any of it's going to go. There's never a perfect time. Um, but I'm telling you that when you lean into each other and you really kind of just give it to God, he is going to support you through that. And there were many times I was scared I, after our second child ended up in the NICU with, um, and it, uh, I guess an issue called PDA, you can look it up, but it has to do with his lungs and, I, I will say that I was really apprehensive to have a third child after that because it was such a traumatic experience of yeah. him being having to stay in the hospital and us leaving and not knowing at the time. I mean, in the beginning, they weren't sure he was going to make it. It was very traumatic. And we actually took a long time before our third child. And I think a lot of that subconsciously was because that was so hard, you know, and there were some other issues with Connor and he's thank God he's healthy today. But it was, you know, I think we all have to we just have to be patient with each other and have a lot of grace because having a child is a big deal. I mean, obviously. So um, I really appreciate your honesty yeah. in this question. And we just will be praying for you guys. And um, and I just encourage you all to really talk honestly and openly about this. So good. Such good advice. Be before we wrap up, I'll give you just a second to think about it. I want Bill and Mary to each share one piece of marriage advice. Doesn't have to be, you know, like the world's biggest earth shattering marriage advice, but just one simple thing that you think couples could, uh, could do that would make a difference in their marriage. And while you're thinking about that, I want to say thank you again to, um, to this lady who wrote in this question. And just yes. to say that, you know, we're praying along with you and all those who are making this big decision about when to start a family, um, when, and if to have, have that next child, but, but also like, you know, like Ashley talked about to, to embrace the element of faith that goes in with with any of these decisions and know that God is with you and he's never going to lead you to to a bad a bad place and you know that that child is going to be a blessing from the Lord the Bible tells us that and we can hold on to his truth even with all the uncertainty that comes in those moments but you yeah. know like like we said here talk about it and pray that God would lead you both to a place of unity and peace on the decision and uh yeah I think with all parts of marriage, that's that's usually with all the place decisions. to start. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before all right, we wrap ready? up, guys, <laughs> give me one one piece of marriage advice. We're ready. I think you should always remember that your spouse chose to be with you mm -hmm. and treat them as good or better than your friends. You know, try to, and I, 
And you're a great friend. Like you're, you're saying that like you're, you're a wonderful friend. I love my friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much. They're very important. And Bill is very important. And Mm -hmm. I think your spouse has to be important to you. Absolutely. And you should want them to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing makes me more happy than finding Bill stuff and bring it at home. I don't think he, he didn't even really realize what size shoe he wore (laughs) because in the 41 years, he's never bought a pair. And now he's a, he's a male model. I mean, like he's a, she makes me look my best. He doesn't buy anything. (laughs) I don't buy anything either. What size shoe do I have? I know 11 and a half. All right. (laughs) And Bill even had the guy at the store measure him and he, he said, I know I'm a 10 and a half. I said, sweetie, I haven't been a 10 and a half for 41 years. So let him measure you. And he measured an 11, which I've always bought him. So yes, even I knew dad's shoes. I know. He just, you know. <laughs> All right, dad, what's your advice? Well, I was going to say something similar to what your mom said, but uh, just like, remember after years of marriage, you have to remember why you married to begin with. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, that's the person you chose. Mm-hmm. And you'll have fights and arguments, and you have to be patient mm-hmm. and forgiving. Yes. Yeah, and that's so my good. advice. That's so Honestly, good. Honestly, that yeah, you guys are awesome. You're the pros. Yeah, could, forty-one could, years. Couldn't end on a better note. <laughs> that's Bill right. and Mary, we love you guys. Thank you, you for all that you do. Love you. And um, it's a it's a privilege to be your son-in-law. Yes, oh, love you guys. It's a privilege to have you. I love being your Great daughter. Son-in-law. And and it's a privilege to have you guys watching and listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. So do us a favor, leave a review. It helps other people discover this podcast. And uh, and we also read those reviews and they mean a lot to us. And share this with somebody. Text it out or share it on social media. And when you do that, you partner with us in helping spread an important message that builds stronger marriages. And so we appreciate you guys being part of this, this global online community, the Naked Marriage family. God bless. We'll see you next time.